Baobulb.org is a podcasting platform and a medium for storytelling. This podcast is also available on all the major podcasting apps, including Apple and Google Podcasts. Podcast your life with Baobulb.org. Greetings, people of God. The love of Jesus in me greets the love of Jesus in you and brings us together in the name of God, our Creator, Jesus, our Redeemer, and the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Holy Lord, on this Palm Sunday, give each one of us the grace to be completely yours. We pray this lovingly and expectantly, Lord, because everything we ask in your name you're offered to us in response to your will. Amen. Let us worship together as we sing to the hymn, Majesty, Worship His Majesty.
Let us unite in prayer. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your eyes, Lord. You are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. And it is in you, Lord, that we put our trust. Amen. People of God, in the accounts of the four Gospels, Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem takes place about a week before his resurrection. Friends, the symbolism is captured in Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9, which reads like this. The coming of Zion's king, see, your king comes to you, righteous and victorious, lowly and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. People, it suggests that Jesus was declaring he was the king of Israel to the anger of the Sanhedrin. According to the Gospels, Jesus rode a donkey into Jerusalem and the celebrating people there lay down their cloaks and small branches of trees in front of him and sang part of Psalm 118 verses 25 to 26, which reads, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We will bless you from the house of the Lord. Friends, the symbolism of the donkey may refer to the Eastern tradition that is an animal of peace versus the horse, which is an animal of war. A king who'd have ridden a horse when he was bent on war and ridden a donkey to symbolize his, remark, his arrival in peace. The entry of Jesus to Jerusalem would have thus symbolized his entry as the Prince of Peace and not as a war-raging king. I want to reflect on a quote. The quote says, We keep a troubled vigil at the bedside of the world. Friends, you and I need to agree that indeed individually and collectively as a community of faith, we keep a troubled vigil at the bedside of the world. So much has happened in our world, fragmented, thrown under a particular blanket of injustice, corruption, violence, and yet as a church, trusted with the hearts and the souls and the spirits of so many, we keep the vigil at the bedside of this particular world. And I can fully understand that when we gather for worship, we clutch this moment of intimacy in worship. When we become momentarily a part of a larger whole, a fleeting strength, which we together as God's people put against all the darkness and the dread of our times. I stand in the presence of the mighty God because I understand that when we worship, worship happens when we offer to the very God 
whose son Jesus Christ this day entered triumphantly into Jerusalem, when we offer him the pain of our lives and the pain of the world in which we live and entrust to him the transformation of our lives and of our world, that he will turn it and transform it into hope. And so we gather around God's word today with fragments of hope, scraps of courage and quiet strength. Blessed indeed, we say, is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Today on Palm Sunday, people of God, I stand in awe of a God who actively suffers and journeys with the pilgrim people rather than a God who is disconnected from our suffering. We can no longer accuse God of being absent or even silent. For God is always present with us, especially in our suffering. The question that is put to us, however, is to what extent are we present with this God? Or do we prefer a disconnected God who has no effect on our day or on our living? Having become aware of God's presence with us, especially in our suffering, how do we then practice the presence of God? Eugene Peterson wrote a book that is entitled Practicing the Resurrection. How do we practice the resurrection? Or do we still essentially continue to cling to a God who is disconnected from our suffering because a suffering servant kind of God, an incarnate God, an Emmanuel God, a God whose reign is in the midst of us, his people, is not a comfortable way of viewing our God. Friends, the implication of a suffering God and a Palm Sunday God is not only a God who is present, but one who is actively present, planning an activity to ride non-violently into Jerusalem. On a donkey, on the busiest day of the religious year, thereby claiming special kingship over our lives. This action should take us away from merely talking about non-violence and allowing the violence in our societies to continue unabated towards actively planning non-violent activity, claiming God's peace over everyone and everything and living with the consequences of that, whether it be the peace you seek, rejection by others, or violent reaction. Friends, we live in a world where we have the power to choose. I plead with you on this Palm Sunday that you will consider to choose to work for the healing of our broken world. Secondly, that you must choose to make amends where we have been at fault. I pray that we will choose to stand firm against all forms of discrimination. Fourthly, may we choose to cry out against exploitation 
when we also choose to renounce all forms of violence. I especially plead that we God's people will choose to seek peace in peaceful ways. That we will also choose to love and serve God and our neighbor, just as Jesus loved and served through his death and resurrection. People of God, the words of Jesus is also what rings true to me today. From the Gospel of Luke 23, verse 28, where Jesus says, Do not weep for me, daughters of Zion, but weep for yourselves. Weep, people of God, for we, God's people, we had enough of hatred, of resentment, of greed, of fear. We've had enough of memories which embitter We've had enough of injustices which refuse to be righted. We have had enough. The Prince of Peace, the Giver of Peace, hear our prayer this day as we pray for peace and for it to begin with us. So Lord, in the Spirit's power, we, your people, choose life and peace today, tomorrow, and forever. Amen. Our closing hymn, Ride On, Ride On in Majesty. God, let us unite in prayer. Lord, we want to be still and in the quietness, the stillness, the silence, listen. We want to listen to all that is often passed by and heard in the rush of the busy life. In reverence, we give thanks to you, God, the creator for the marvels of your creation. 
Lord, we want to be still and know that you are God, the one who knows the need of the human mind and body to be still, to have time to be nourished, refreshed, in the quiet, in the stillness, the silence. Lord, be aware of us. Lord, we want to be still and deeply in touch with your inner self. We want to be aware of your living and your loving presence, ever near, in our joys, in our heartaches, in our times of deepest need. Thank you, Lord, that you are the well-traveled companion on our journey. We choose, Lord, to be still and know that you are God. And we will witness to you and of your love, your grace and your mercies renewed to us each day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Amen. People of God, as we go away from this place, having spent time around God's word, worshipped and lifted his name high, go in peace, knowing that the Lord always is with us. Amen. This is a Spudcaster podcast from baobalb.org.